The Moten Mailbag is brought to you by the Robert Russo Moten Museum, located in Farmville, Virginia. The Moten Museum is a civil rights museum focusing on the history of Prince Edward County between 1951 and So I changed mine to one, like a cuter one. So mine is Annabelle's Wish. Annabelle is a, she's a cow. Okay, let's start with that. It kind of sets the stage. And every year, Santa lets them talk at Christmas. That's the whole spiel. But Annabelle's friend, a little boy named Billy, doesn't have a voice. So instead of being able to talk one year, Annabelle gives her wish to Billy, who is now can speak. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never seen that before. Something to look into. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Where can you find it at, Leah? I haven't watched it in 10,000 years. I have no clue. Probably Google it. Sure. Google, Google. There you go. I'm sure you can find a DVD or a VHS or something on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Order it today. You might get it before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol yes. is my favorite Christmas holiday movie in general of all time. It's the only, fun fact, the only recognized version of the movie version of that story by Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, just for a fun fact, which makes it the best of all mm-hmm. time. Um, and it's just, it's, it's the best. It's the Kermit and Fozzie Bear and everybody. Gonzo. I mean, it's Kermit great. Frog here. It's great. Uh, 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 what's the pig's name? Holy smokes. I just called him. Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy. Yes. Thank uh. you. Oh, I'm cutting that out. Uh, Miss Piggy, like it's just fantastic. It's fantastic in the song, the music, and it's so sad and, and so happy and it's great. Right. I mean, I hope you hope is a library have it. I may check that out and see. Yeah, the library probably has it. Disney Plus. You mm-hmm. can probably just you can probably Google. Yeah, well, find actually, it. I'm not gonna say that because that's bad. But you can probably find it in the library. <laughs> there Two parts I gotta cut out. Good God, we're starting a rare form today. Um, good to start with the questions. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I have the first question. What was the civil rights movement like in Virginia? 
I'm sorry, let me start. I'll start. So, Virginia has this romanticized version of itself where civility always reigns. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't as violent here, physically, versus in like Alabama or Mississippi. Mm-hmm. However, I would say that locking children out of school for five years is violence against children. Yes. So, it, the political mechanisms that were here were different, but they mm-hmm. did harm as well. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, Virginia, it's, it's always been weird to me how little kind of role Virginia t- tends to play kind of when you tell about talk about the civil rights movement nationally in terms of like historical context because the litigation that comes out of Virginia is mm-hmm. is pivotal to what the civil rights movement mm-hmm. was. I mean, every step of the way, there are Supreme Court cases that really are going along, you know, in a, really a 10, 15-year period, there's like 10 U.S. Supreme Court cases out of Virginia alone, which is hugely substantial, one of which mm-hmm. being the Brown decision, of course, mm-hmm. um, and then the Griffin decision in 1964, which mm-hmm. forced schools to reopen and save public education effectively. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Virginia kind of thought there was holier than thou, in, 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 air, in air quotes, right, we're better than the rest of the South because we didn't deputize our state troopers to use violence or to mm-hmm. physically harm mm-hmm. protesters and things like that. But, um, and they also thought that NAACP lawyers weren't competent and they, they would easily beat them in court, which was completely not true, and mm-hmm. they continued to mm-hmm. get washed by the NAACP lawyers on a, on a very, very regular basis. But I think, I think the other part is that, you know, these very savvy Virginia politicians looked and they kind of read the room. They were like, look, well, these guys aren't using violence. So, like, if we win, mm-hmm. we're not going to win the court of public opinion. So I think they recognize the importance of also winning the narrative as much as winning the cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, in fact, weren't really winning either. I mean, they kind of won the narrative for the day because they controlled the news source for the most part, but mm-hmm. um, certainly did not win the narrative for the long term. So... Yeah, and, 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 and like Leah said, too, it wasn't, wasn't really particularly violent compared to other places. Certainly there was Bloody Monday in, in Danville, Virginia, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was a, a very rare exception to that. But a lot of that was very intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Virginia wanted to look better than the rest of, of the South, uh, but also thought, you know, we, we're better than them. So we can just outperform them in court and we'll be fine. And they couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and in, in some ways, you know, the, the civil rights movement in Virginia is still going. I saw that um, the photo of George Floyd being projected onto the Lee Monument Mm -hmm. in Richmond is going to be in National Geographic for influential photos for the year. It'll be on the cover. I mean, Virginia has the capital of Confederacy, you know, former Confederate White House. Mm -hmm. I mean, Virginia is very important in the history of the United States and certainly the South, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, it's just interesting how little Virginia gets talked about with regards to the broader civil rights movement. Yeah. Okay, so on to the next question. What is the difference between an artifact and a replica? Leah, I'm going to let you have this one. Okay, okay, guys, okay. So let me comment. out. An artifact is a thing that was created at a particular time period. Mm-hmm. It could be a letter, it could be a quilt, it could be a house coat, it could be a bed, mm-hmm. all types of things. But a replica is a reproduction mm-hmm. of an item. So think artifact, you can't touch it because our hands have oils in mm-hmm. them and that may diminish or hurt mm-hmm. sure. the whether it's a piece of art or whatever it is. But a replica, you hold it, pass it around, talk about it, engage with it. Some replicas are just like, so they have the same weight, the same color, the same whatever as the original, but you can engage with it with your hands. So yeah, it's hmm. cool. Interesting. 
can something be both? Yeah. Mm, all right. Talk more. No, I was just curious. Like, what if it's a, a, a I don't know, what if it's a rec- an old replica? Is that then making an artifact? Yeah, of the, the time period it was built in. So, like, okay. So, if someone was in a replica of a sword that was from the American Revolution, but they remade it in the Civil War mm-hmm. era, it's still a replica, but it's also, and today, that's an artifact from the Civil War era, era about the American Revolution. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't mean to be that meta, but it's just interesting to think about mm-hmm. the different kind of categorizations yeah. of objects and spaces. I'd be curious to see what from this era becomes mm-hmm. an artifact. Twitter. All Twitter. The, yeah, like... The social media? Archives are the artifacts. Like yeah. The, yeah. Inter- the internet in and of itself is an <laughs> artifact. They're not going to be... Yeah, that is interesting to think about what's like what tangible things mm, yeah. like or will there, there won't be will there be the same value on tangible things as there are now like, the original iPhone and then I think like family heirlooms like mm-hmm. they'll still have importance but to that family mm-hmm. unless it's like a like a like a high ranking family right mm-hmm. so I don't know that's a good question well speaking of things that we want to know more about the next question is, which historical figures would you like to know more about and why? I would say uh, um, I've sort of torn between my original answer wanted to be Queen Elizabeth II, but then mm. I thought I could go ahead and watch The Crown or like a oh documentary about her. There are so many different Find options. primary source. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, so then I started thinking, I was like, oh, like, you know, maybe Queen Victoria. Or, but then I thought. Yeah, she loved. Mary Queen of Scots. Mary Queen. Yeah. yeah. I think she's a very peculiar yes. woman from history. She's got she's got an interesting story to mm-hmm. her. She was very powerful for her time. But I'm just also very interested in the British monarchy. That's something that I find very very fascinating. It's interesting. So yeah. Mary Queen of Scots is my top choice. I mean, just in that dynamic of how mm-hmm. so much was changing, mm-hmm. and then you know, mm-hmm. colonization. Yeah, she went to the throne when she was a wee baby. Her dad mm. died just a couple days after she was born. And mm. Technically, technically, she was she was a queen, but you know, not really. It's the nuance. Yeah, that that does sound good. Mm-hmm. Who's yours? Yeah. I'm going to go with Hubert Harrison. He's part of the um, teens, 20s again, on the New Negro movement and just how he, his perception of what's going on. He, he passes away in 1927, so he was there, but then like it, his interpretation stopped because he passed away. So just, just more on him in general. Okay. About you, Cannon. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because the person I picked, which would be not for the reasons that people think, but I'd go with Mahatma Gandhi, I think. Oh, yeah. And I think a big reason of that is I recently found out that uh, Gandhi didn't really like black people like that. And that's a very opposite position to which many people would have predicted. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of already started looking into it a little bit. But, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw a quote on the wall and, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere 
randomly, I'll say, I won't specifically name the location, but it's like, you know, all the Gandhi quotes that are always popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of brought up. It's like, you know, Gandhi didn't really like black people, right? And it was like, what are you talking about? And you just Google it, and it's just like, oh, there's like a bajillion articles here about how Gandhi didn't, you know, how he spoke about Africans in particular. Okay, and people, I was going to say. Yeah, people of darker know, skin complexions. Yeah. And it's just like, he did not use, and he didn't pull any punches either, which is just like, you have this guy who's just a symbol of like nonviolent, like, Non you know, peaceful protest, not you know, very like strong that principles, was hard to and then yeah. harbored these beliefs about people, and it's just like, huh. But it goes to show what we've said a million times in the show. I think like you know, don't demonize, don't deify people. Yeah. Like people are people, and people aren't perfect. And I think that's another example. I'm not here to tarnish the legacy of Gandhi or anything like that. But I will say these are his words, and you can go look them up for yeah. for yourself. But to me, it's just very interesting about how like contradictory like his peaceful views were with some of his more mm-hmm. less loud views yeah, yeah. very interesting mm-hmm. especially when you think about the civil rights movement and how his nonviolence mm-hmm. motivated mm-hmm. many people in the movement and it's like mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. oh yeah. what mm, what do you... one thing that i find really interesting about gandhi and and i really didn't know a whole lot about gandhi you know before i got into college you know i mean i knew his quote be the change we wish yeah. to see in the world yeah. and, you know i think that's probably one of his most quoted phrases but I took a class on comparative politics and international relations and so we talked about the India-Pakistan situation and you know there's one day my teacher was out sick so we watched a documentary and this is pre-COVID you know so we, we watched a documentary on how the situation was between India and Pakistan and the British government when at the time it was all India mm-hmm. you know and they were working on that dividing line to create the country of Pakistan and did not know that Gandhi was in favor of keeping the two states together mm. no yeah but then I mean as we can see now he eventually failed right. at his at his mission you know but his leadership style you know which we also talked about in my leadership classes is very, very widely revered. Hmm. But, you know, given this new information, right. that's sort of interesting. Hmm. Well, and we have to consider, too, I mean, our access to information is yeah. Yeah. you know significantly higher than mm-hmm. what it was in years past. And, you know, so your ability to hide certain aspects about your past or whatever, yeah. intentionally or unintentionally, mm-hmm. what was significantly better back then. So I think it just goes to show, I mean, people aren't perfect. And I'm very curious to see, just like going forward, like elected officials who have had social medias for most of their lives, right? Like, and what, you know, going back and looking at previous tweets and Facebook and Twitter, you know, Instagram, whatever, posts, or, you know, TikTok or Vine or whatever, MySpace even, like just going back and seeing what people posted and Mm -hmm. like how that impacts people being Mm -hmm. elected in the future and stuff and what that that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, We're, yeah, things are certainly different. Certainly, certainly different. Yeah. On to the next one? Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. So, I know we had talked a couple shows ago about maybe doing a Moten movie. Mm-hmm. So, who would you cast in the Moten Core Story, the movie? So, what we've done is we've each been given or picked or both one mm-hmm. kind of prominent person out of the story, and we've cast that person, and we'll just kind of each go around Robin style and kind of talk about mm-hmm. the people we've picked. It's too big of a cast to cast everybody, yeah. so we didn't try to do that. But we just picked a person, or kind of mm-hmm. person. So, uh, you want to start first, Tammy? Uh, can. 
How about uh, wait? You start first. Your person. My person. Yeah. Okay. So you know, main character of the movie, you know, Barbara Johns. So for Barbara, I was thinking Haley Berry, and so she's you know she's a younger actress. She's a little more up and coming. She is part of the musical group with her sister Chloe and Haley, and she is also cast to play Ariel. In the live-action Little Mermaid Disney movie. And I think, you know, visually, she does look like a young Barbara Johns. So I think that aspect works very well. And she's clearly got the acting ability. So I think Haley Berry would be a great choice. And she's also got the age for it. Mm -hmm. You know, she's in the same age range. So that would work real well. Which is really important, especially because Barbara J was 16. So Mm -hmm. she needs to look 16. Yeah, yeah. Leah, any honorable mentions for Barbara J? No. Not that I can think of. I have one. Okay, go ahead. Her name is Sophia Wiley. She is an actor yeah. in High School Musical, the musical, the series. She is 16, if not maybe 17, but she's in, in the in the good age range, and mm-hmm. she's got some pretty good acting chops. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think oh, as an honorable mention, I'll toss her in there. Yeah. And I guess that's minutes. Uh, yeah. I had the... Oliver Hill Sr., who was, of course, the main attorney who was based in Richmond, NAACP, who came and take the Davis case here in Prince Edward County. And I went with a pick who I think is probably the best actor-rapper who is alive right now. And that is Mr. Most Deaf. I think that he would be an incredible pick to Mm -hmm. play Oliver Hill. I think he's shown he's got the range and many, many, many different other pieces he's been in. He's acted in a piece before that's set kind of during this time period. He was in Cadillac Records, so he's familiar with the time period. And he's just amazing. So I definitely think that Most Def would make a great Oliver Hill Sr. in the Moton School Story, the movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys. So my person was Reverend Griffin. Now, Reverend Griffin is prominent throughout... The Moton School story from beyond the strike until after it. So we came up with, I thought, Jeffrey Wright. He's been in a ton of things. Westworld, Casino Royale, um, The Good Dinosaur. Mm. But like, I first saw him in The Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. And I just liked his presentation style. Mm-hmm. So I think he'd be a good job. Yeah. Also Cadillac Records, so you know yeah. it's got chemistry with most deaf. Hmm. So yeah. that can work out very well. Yeah. I think yeah. I'd support it. So, and he was in Lackawanna Blues. So mm-hmm. just and how he portrays characters, I enjoy his acting style. Mm-hmm. And because Reverend Griffin was so prominent mm-hmm. and went through so much during this time period to be able to to portray that. And do it justice. I know he can do that. So yeah. Yeah, he immerses himself in whatever characters he plays. It's quite, quite interesting to watch. Quite interesting. Well, a little bit shorter for the finale, but I think that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Wow, y'all, a whole season. Yeah, the whole season. It's been a blast. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you enjoyed being with us. Yeah, I know. I have. We're gonna figure out what season three looks like, but yeah, we've enjoyed having you with us. Our listeners have as well. We will do a season three, you know, date, time, all that stuff, TBD, but let's just make it through 2021st yes. and figure the rest out. We'll get um, new year, new. Yeah, please. Uh, and certainly keep sending in questions. We'll get to them in some way, shape, or form. If you see a or DMs on social media. Happy holidays, happy new year. 